Hey everybody, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and it's an absolute privilege to be able to share God's Word with you today. I'm so glad that you are connecting with us, and how good has this series on the Holy Spirit been? If you are new to connecting with us at Lifehouse, maybe this is your first or second service, we've been in this series uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, which is God's gift to us, the incredible person, the power and the presence of God living in us and here on earth with us as God's people. And we've discovered through amazing stories from the book of Acts, which is, a, is some early church history about how these ordinary people like you and me were filled with the Holy Spirit, God's power and His presence, and God was doing incredible things through them. They were seeing people healed and they were empowered to serve other people. They had uh, fresh faith and boldness and courage to do incredible things. So it's been an amazing series and uh, the, on the first week we asked this question is can everybody experience God and the answer is yes God desires that all of us every single person would experience him and we can experience God through the Holy Spirit and so the question I want to ask today is um, how can uh, the question I want to ask is can we help other people experience God I think this is a great question for us as followers of Jesus because we've received so much from God and part one of the most incredible things that we get to be a part of in life is helping other people experience God. So I guess I've already answered my question so that I believe that we can all, every single one of us can help other people to experience God. So I've shared my story before, but maybe some of you haven't heard it. But at the age of 17, I had a significant encounter with God that changed uh, my life. So up until that point, I had grown up in a Christian home. So I'd been going to church and uh, kids' church since I was like uh, as far back as I can remember. And so I learned a lot about Jesus and, uh, and I'm so grateful for that. But to be honest, I didn't have a real hunger to know God. I, there wasn't this deep desire in me to know God, to follow Jesus, to surrender my life to Him. I knew about Jesus and I, I believed in Him, but there wasn't a real desire to follow Him. But everything changed on a Sunday evening when I was 17 years old. A friend of mine invited me to his church and they had a Sunday evening service for, for uh, aimed at young people and the music was vibey and it was just a great message and I can't actually remember the message, but at the end of the message, the pastor was praying and he, he finished praying and he looked over the crowd and he, he saw me. And he pointed at me and he just said, to, he said these simple yet powerful words. He looked at me and he said, young man, God has a message for you tonight. He wants you to know that he loves you and he's got a great plan and a purpose for your life. And as his words hit me, so did the power of God. So did the love and the power of the Holy Spirit like I'd never experienced before. It was amazing. I was overwhelmed at God's love for me. But also I felt like this new faith and new excitement and dreams and visions start to explode in my heart and this new excitement to follow Jesus. I went home that night and I told my parents, mom and dad, I'm going to change the world for Jesus. And so something significant happened in my life that day. I had an encounter with God that has changed me. And from that moment, 
there's been this ever-growing desire to know God, to follow Him, and God has continued to reveal Himself to me in incredible ways. But what is important for my message today is that on that day, there were two people who had a significant impact on my life. Number one, I had a friend who had the courage to invite me to church, a friend who took the time to send me a message to say, hey, I'm going to church, would you like to come with me? And he even came to my house to pick me up, drove me to church and took me out for dinner afterwards and then took me back home afterwards. So God used that friend, that friend who took the time to invite me, the friend that was able to drive me to church, the friend that bought me dinner, that friend God used in a significant way for me to encounter God. And secondly, God used uh, one of the pastors at that church to speak not a profound, not a super complicated, yet a simple message to me that says God loves you and He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. And God used those two people, which led to an incredible encounter with God. And so this is what gets me excited to be a follower of Jesus. I do not have to do anything amazing to help people follow, uh, to encounter God. We, it's, it's as simple as inviting a friend to church. It's as simple as encouraging somebody uh, with uh, the Word of God. And this is the power and the excitement about living a life full of the Holy Spirit. So if you are a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That, that power of God that we've been learning about, that the power of God that gives us confidence and courage and, 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 and we are empowered to do supernatural things. And so you and I can be a part of helping other people encounter God, just like those people helped me encounter God. And so we're going to be looking at a great story today uh, about a guy called Paul. So uh, he's also called Saul. He's got two names. I know it can get confusing, but don't worry. Sometimes I'll call him Paul, sometimes Saul, but it's the same guy. So don't get confused. But he was most He's probably one of the most influential Christian leaders uh, even till this day. So he wrote a lot of the New Testament Bible that we love and enjoy today. He started many churches. He opened up many new areas for the gospel. But before he became a follower of Jesus, he hated Christians. He wanted to kill them. He wanted to destroy the church. But God used a normal, ordinary man called Ananias to help Paul become a follower of Jesus. And we're going to see how Ananias just did simple things. He listened to God and he did what God told him to do. And God used him in a significant way to help this guy, Paul, Saul, who wasn't a follower of Jesus, become a follower of Jesus. And that changed his life. So we're going to dive into the story in Acts chapter 9. Verse 1 says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogue in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. Okay, so meet Saul. Uh, he is not the first choice of the guy that you want to invite to the Christmas service. He's not the first guy that you think of like, hey, let me go and invite that guy to church. This is the guy that you want to avoid if you are a follower of Jesus. You, want to, you don't want anything to do with this guy. And in your mind, there's no hope for this guy to ever become a follower of Jesus. He, he is completely against uh, any follower of Jesus. And so he, this guy wants to destroy the church. So let's see what happens. Verse 3. 
As he was approaching Damascus on his mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one that you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. The men, who, uh, <coughs> the men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground and when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there. Uh, blind for three days and did not eat or drink and so at this point now Saul is rattled like he has had this he has had this experience with Jesus that has left him blind and he is so rattled that he goes back to Damascus and he he's just waiting because that's what Jesus said to him to do just go there and wait and he doesn't eat or drink for three days and so at this point he's a little bit uh, rattled and and let's see what happens next verse 10 now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias the Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias yes Lord he replied and so we meet this is when we meet our guy Ananias and it just says a believer he's not a he's not a special leader he's not like some super Christian he's just a believer okay just Ananias is just a good guy who follows Jesus But he was also someone who was open to listening to the voice of God. He was someone who was able to hear the voice of God. He was able to listen to the Holy Spirit just like you and me are able to hear the voice of God. Verse 11, the Lord said to him, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas where uh, when you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And so obviously, he is a little bit nervous now. So Ananias and all the followers of Jesus in this area of Damascus had heard reports about this, this crazy guy called Saul that was passionate about destroying the church. And they had heard most likely that he was on his way to Damascus. So they were most likely trying to avoid any public appearance trying to avoid this guy Saul and now Jesus says to Ananias I want you to go find this guy Saul and so he's obviously a little bit worried about the situation and 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 I think this is so significant so sometimes when God asks us to reach out to somebody or to invite a friend we may think to ourselves but God this is like the last person I would think is the person I should invite to church or the person I should encourage. But we're going to see that God is working in Saul's life already. Uh, verse 15, but the, uh, but the Lord said, Go to Saul, for he is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I'll show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, The Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. He got up and he was baptized. And so this is the moment that Saul encounters Jesus. This is the moment that Saul becomes a follower of Jesus. He he is miraculously healed. He is filled with the Holy Spirit and he goes and gets baptized. 
And it all was because God used a normal, ordinary guy called Ananias who, had, who was able to listen to the voice of God. He was able to have the courage because of the Holy Spirit inside of him to go and act on what God had spoken to him. And from this moment, you can read the rest of the book of Acts. You can see that Paul grows from strength to strength. He becomes an incredible leader in the church. He, he, he gives his life to serving the church. He was a man who was giving his life to destroying the church, and now he's a man who's giving his life to building the church. This is a significant change in Saul. And so I'm just so encouraged by this story because I see that in this story, God used an ordinary man called Ananias, an ordinary person like you and me, but filled with the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. And when we are full of the Holy Spirit, God can use us to do significant things. So I have four things I want to encourage us with through this story because I really want to encourage you that God wants to use you. God wants to use us to impact the people around us, our friends, our family members, our work colleagues, our neighbors, random people that you meet. God wants to use you and I uh, to impact them and to help them to experience God. So there's four things that we can learn from this story today. Number one, God is working behind the scenes. We even have that cool song at Lifehouse. I'm not going to sing it now, but you can even cue it now if you want. There we go. Working behind the scenes. Uh, God is a God that is working behind the scenes. And that's what we see in this story is that before Ananias even gets to uh, Saul, God had already been working in his life. And I'm so encouraged by this, is that we don't always know what God is already doing in people's lives. Maybe your work colleague or your friend or your family member, they're going through something and, all, and God is using whatever they're going through to, to start to draw their heart in. There's a great scripture uh, that Jesus shares or Jesus is teaching in uh, John 6 verse 44. It says, the only way people can come to me is by the Father who sent me. He pulls on their hearts to embrace me. And I love this, this truth that God is working behind the scenes. God is working at pulling at the hearts of people. And God is even working in the people that we least expect it. Like um, Ananias was the, the last person that he thought that God was working on was Saul. Saul was the very person they were trying to avoid, but he was the very person that God was working in. And I, I love hearing stories of that, of people who are going through something and, and there's something stirring in their hearts. And then a, a friend phones them, a, a follower of Jesus, a friend phones them and says, hey, can I, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? Or they are invited to church and, and, and God is already at work in their lives. And this is the confidence that you and I can have as followers of Jesus, because it says, for God so loved the world that He sent His one and only Son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus Himself said, I have come to seek and save the lost. It is God's desire that every single person would know Him. He desires that every person would experience His love, experience His forgiveness, would experience His healing touch. It is God's desire that every person would experience him and he is working in the lives of people and this for me is the encouraging thing is that we don't have to do the big stuff okay 
God does the big stuff. He does the forgiving, the healing, the transformation. You and I just have to do the little things, the invitation, the encouragement, the pray for people. We don't have to do the big things, but it does take courage and confidence to do the little things. And so that takes me to my next point is follow the Holy Spirit's lead. So we see that Ananias was someone who listened to the voice of God. When God spoke to him, he said, yes, Lord. He was ready to hear the voice of God. And that's why I want to encourage you. Let's be followers of Jesus that are listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's be those who are journaling. We every day just open the Bible for five minutes and just read and ask God to speak to you and and write down what God is speaking to you. Be a person that's praying. Just simple prayers, simple prayers like, God, would you lead me today? God, show me who I can pray for. And the way that it works for me is that I I pray these prayers. I'm like, God, I'm available. I want to be available to help and bless people, encourage people. And there'll be times where I'll be praying and all of a sudden a person uh, will come into my mind. I'll start thinking about someone, even this morning. Uh, I was busy praying, I was, I was journaling and I was just praying and I was drinking my coffee and, and a person popped into my head and I, and I just prayed for that person and I picked up my phone and I sent them a message and said, hey, how are you doing? I'm praying for you. And, and they came back to me and we started chatting and it opens an opportunity for me to encourage that person. But that's how simple it is. It's just simply being someone who's listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit, thinking to yourself, who can I invite to church this weekend or or who can I encourage whether they are a follower of Jesus or not? And I've had that mo- I've had those moments where God has put another follower of Jesus on my heart and I I think about them and I pray about I pray for them and a Bible verse comes into my head and I'll just simply text it to them and say, "Hey, I was praying for you and I felt inc- I felt I want to encourage you with this Bible verse. And, and every single time I've done that, the person comes back to me and says, thank you so much. This is exactly what I needed to hear. And, and by me simply listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, sending a text, I was able to help someone encounter God and be refreshed. And that's how simple it is that we can just be partnering with God and be confident that the Holy Spirit is working in us. So I want to encourage you, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number three is let's be those who invite people and welcome people. And I love in our story how, how um, when Paul, uh, when, when Saul and Ananias meet, the first thing Ananias does is he puts his hand on Saul and he says, Brother Saul. Okay, this is the very guy that they are afraid of. This is the very guy that has been destroying the church. This is the very guy that has, uh, uh, has given consent to see Christians killed there was a guy called Stephen a few chapters before in Acts that got killed and Paul was there and he was giving the thumbs up and yet Ananias comes in and doesn't care what Saul has done he just comes in and embraces him he calls him brother he embraces him and puts his arm around him and says brother Saul uh, I have been sent to you to encourage you and I just love this that no matter what people have done no matter what their past has been we as followers of Jesus can help them encounter the love of God through the way that we love them through the way that we welcome them the way that we accept them no matter how 
how messed up they are, how messed up their life has been, we can help them encounter the love of God by simply inviting them into a journey to invite them into our world, invite them with us to church and help them to encounter Jesus. And this is what my friend did for me. He, he took the time to invite me to church. And he even went as far as to come and fetch me, to drive me to church. And he took me out for dinner. And all of those things were a significant part of helping me to encounter God. And so I want to encourage you. We've got the Christmas season coming up. And whether you are connecting online or you are going to be a part of an in-person gathering, this is an amazing opportunity for you and I to invite people to come and hear the good news about Jesus, the Savior of the world being born. It's an amazing opportunity for us to invite friends. So I want to encourage you. Why don't you start thinking now already. Get a piece of paper out and, and ask God, God, who can I invite? And start writing those names down and thinking of ways that you can approach those people to invite them to church. And my fourth point is what we can learn from this, this story is the power of prophecy. Okay, you may hear the word prophecy and you may think it's about predicting the future and all of that. Prophecy is not that. Prophecy, as we are taught in the New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 says, But when someone prophesies, he or she speaks to encourage people to build them up and to bring them comfort. Okay, that is what prophecy is. Prophecy is when God inspires us, the Holy Spirit inspires us to speak a word to someone and that word is always going to encourage them. It's going to build them up or comfort them. And this is the power of, the, of prophecy. And this is why I love being full of the Holy Spirit is that I understand that my words can have power. My words that I speak can be the very words of the Holy Spirit that wants to speak to people. And that's what we saw in the story is that God said to Ananias, I want you to go to Paul and I want you to say this to him. And he goes, Ananias goes, and he sees Paul, brother Saul, and he speaks those words to him. Saul is healed. He is encouraged, and Saul gets a vision for his life. And even if I go back to my story, that pastor said simple words to me, yet he was prophesying the very words the Holy Spirit wanted to say to me. So I want to encourage you is be a person that's open to listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, that if you are a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you can prophesy. Just think of, just maybe think of someone, whoever comes to mind, and just start praying for them and just say, God, how can I encourage them? Maybe it's something that you see in their life. Maybe you see God doing incredible things in their life, and you can just go up to them and you, you can say to them, you know, I can see that God is working in your life. I can see that the way that you are encouraging other people, the way that you are serving is just so encouraging. Just keep it up. God is going to continue to do amazing things in your life. That's prophecy. Or maybe you think of somebody and you, a Bible verse comes to mind and you just want to go and encourage them to say, you know what, uh, 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 you can just think of a friend. You know what? I was reading today in, in Psalm 23. It talks about Jesus as our shepherd. And, and it says that Jesus will lead us into greener pastures. I believe God wants to encourage you today that no matter what you're going through, God's going to lead you into greener pastures. That was simple. Yet that can be so powerful and help somebody to encounter God. And so I just want to finish with this, that you have an amazing opportunity. Uh, God is at work. 
God is at work. We are seeing, we are hearing stories from right across our Lifehouse churches of people in all kinds of young and old and students and kids and families and people from different nationalities and languages. God is moving right across the world and people are coming. And I want to encourage you. God is moving in your friends. God is moving in your family. God is moving in your neighborhood. God is moving in your workplace. He is drawing on the hearts of people. And it is His desire that those people would encounter Him. And all we need to do is just say, God, lead me. Show me how I can be a part of this. I want to encourage you today. Why don't you just take a moment today to ask God a simple question. God, who can I help today? Who can I help this week? And maybe God will show you a person that you can invite to church. Maybe God will show you a person that you can pray for. Or maybe God will show you a person and give you a word of encouragement for them. And I want to encourage you to when God shows you that, why don't you take a a step of faith and act on it. And so I want to pray for us right now, church, because I believe that as God is moving, He wants us to partner with Him to help all these people in our world to encounter Him. And you can help people to encounter God because the Spirit of God lives inside of you. So let's pray. God, thank You that You love us and that You want us to encounter You. And God, I ask that You help us as Your church to, to, to be aware of those people around us that you want us to help lord show us who you want us to help show us who we can invite uh to the christmas series show us who we can uh who we can send a text to or phone or 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 take out for a, a cup of coffee or a dinner that we can encourage them we can pray for them lord just would you speak to us holy spirit and lead us to show us who we can help to encounter you we ask this in jesus name amen amen I want to pray for one more group of people and and maybe you are new to connecting with church or maybe you once were a follower of Jesus and you've somehow drifted away and want to come back to Him. And I want to give you an opportunity to, to, to make a decision today to, to start following Jesus or to come back to Him. And I want to share the exact same message that that pastor said, shared with me when I was 17. And I want to say to every single one of you that is listening that God loves you and He has a great plan and purpose for your life. And if you would come today and say, Jesus, I believe in you uh, and I want to follow you. God is going to do amazing things in your life. And so if that's you, I want to pray for you in a moment. So I'm going to count to three and I want you to make that decision right now in your heart. One, two, three. Awesome. If that's you, I'd love to pray for you right now. Jesus, thank you for these amazing people. I pray that you would just fill them with your love, fill them with your power. Would you lead them? Would you forgive them? Would you just continue to help them to grow on this journey of following you? In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, I hope that you were encouraged by this message. Let's continue to be a church that looks out and and bees the people that can help others encounter God. Have a great rest of your week.